everyone. My name is Jordi Mueller, and thank you again for joining us for the Empower Women series podcast uh, for the month of July in 2019. And today we're extremely lucky to have with us Suzanne Ayovana. Uh, she is the president of Pride Auto Group. How are you doing, Suzanne? Very good. How are you? I'm doing excellent. Uh, I'm happy because it's sunny outside, so that just gets me. Me too. Um, the, uh, the topic today was... Uh, a little bit of a mix originally. We 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 have had many stories around our circles of networks of people having to take on a business or creating a business or selling a business and they're all emotional transitions in their life. And as soon as we started finding a little more about uh, Zuzan's story, we realized that this was almost an amazing story of how to overcome um, situations not foreseeable in your future and at some times, preventable in some cases. So uh, we, we learn a lot about it and uh, we wanted to share as much. Um, for context, um, Suzanne's family went through a, tra- a family tragedy or a personal tragedy uh, a few years ago. And Suzanne found herself being suddenly in a position in charge of an auto group um, company and in an industry that herself she had not a lot of experience but just been exposed to and uh, and she ever came and now the group is very successful uh, basically growing as much as ever and, and we're very happy that she's about to share her story so I have a question for you mm-hmm. do you remember those first months th- th- those first months where you had to suddenly become the expert in auto groups. Yes, it was very difficult. At the time, um, my husband had a partner and I knew that in the uh, foreseeable future that we could no longer you know, work together. So that being said, I had no idea about the automotive business. I was a dental hygienist and a surgical assistant for over 20 years and actually hadn't worked in 18 years. Um, So it was a very difficult situation to be in. Not only, you know, I knew the medical field, I didn't know the business field, and also being in a a business that's male dominant. So it was very... Yeah, I and I want to touch on that point a little more uh, because that for me is one of the most... I don't want to say amazing parts of your story or successful story, but it's not just about suddenly jumping into a business that you don't know. It's also suddenly jumping into an industry that at the time and probably today did not accept a lot of women to be in charge. And you have definitely made some strive to change that. Yeah, it was very difficult. Um, You know, once the part I... Uh, had the partner paid off and he left, it was difficult because the manufacturers themselves didn't really want to take me serious. Well, why would you let him go? You know, he knows he's been in the business for 30 years. You don't know anything. So it was a very hard and challenging part to get them to understand that I was serious, that I really wanted to learn. And this wasn't, you know, a joke. It was my children really want to take this over someday, and I need to learn so that they can do that. Um, I want to dig a little bit more into the skill set that you had before going into this business that you probably didn't know you had. And um, the, the, the whole entire car sales, car distribution, car suppliers, it's a very trust 
uh, oriented industry. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a lot of long-term relationships that yes. happen between dealerships, and mm-hmm. and uh, I don't know, I don't know where I know this from, but <laughs> I, I have definitely had conversations with a lot of car dealerships in the past, and it's just they go decades. <laughs> so how was jumping into those relationships suddenly? Yeah, it was um, like I said, very challenging, <laughs> you know. But I think I got through it because of knowing that my children were on my side, they were pushing me. You know, every time I, I would say, I, I don't think I can do this anymore, they would, yes you can mom, you, you know, you're strong and you don't really realize how strong and what you can actually do till you have to do it. And I think it's, you know, it was reality right in the face that either, you know, do it or don't. Or don't. And going to school f- uh, for automotive, um, going to the academy helped a real lot because most of it I had learned on my own when I first got involved. Mm-hmm. And then once uh, one of the manufacturers suggested that I go to the academy, it was a lot easier. It all started to make more sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's still a learning process. It's gonna be learning till the day I die, but every day it's a, a new challenge and there's just so much to learn and just it's not a boring you know job so it's really it's exciting to get up every day and knowing that you're gonna face a new challenge yeah i'm assuming uh first of all that's a huge step for for the manufacturer to actually suggest that right Mm -hmm. it's almost like a positive wanting to embrace the relationship yeah and and i'm sure you probably keep it close as a dear advice that happened at the time um most definitely yeah uh what what was one of the things that you just didn't expect to have to face? I mean, obviously, there was a huge mountain that you had to start climbing. But what was... Uh, uh, up to this day, what do you think? like, man, I can't believe I had to do that. Oh, my gosh. There's so many. <laughs> <laughs> you should have um, seen her face when I was asking the question. <laughs> so, so many. But I think somebody was very smart to tell me this. Um, at first, when I got involved, I was trying to learn everything at once or trying to make everybody happy or trying to solve every problem. And you can't do that. And a friend of mine said, instead of, you know, think of it as a big elephant, you know, just take one little bite at a time. And I think that it was the biggest challenge and, and to this day still is because you want to fix everything, you want to correct everything, and you really can't. And you come from the medical field, which that's yeah. kind of like what you want to do, exactly. right? Help every single person yeah. possible at all times. Make everything just right. And I'm kind of a perfectionist. and Okay. So it's this is even a more difficult challenge yeah. because... You know, tell me about the employees. Like uh, we hear a lot about that interaction being one of the key crucial moments, uh, realizing if you were going to be able to do it or not. Yeah, uh, it is. There's a lot of background that I probably don't want to go into because okay. of the yeah. ex-partner. Yeah, yeah. But to uh, yeah, employees to for them uh, to have the trust mm-hmm. and for them to know that I am serious and that I am there for them, that I want to be successful so that they have a job. Um, but I think that's like the biggest challenge. To, to start building the trust real fast. To start, tr- yeah, to start trusting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a, a lot of companies go through transitions for eggs, yeah. Y, or Z. Mm-hmm. And every time the transition happens, it, it, it's almost like a defining moment if the company is going to be successful or not. 
Yeah, because you take a back step. Exactly. You know, every time I, I thought I would make a positive move, it would take that much longer for that positive to take effect. Yeah. I, I'm, you know, I'm a person that wants everything done right away. Yeah instantly and oh we would get along <laughs> yeah and you yeah. can't i know in yeah. this business so yeah. time it's it's hard it's hard to sit back and watch and wait and hmm. and hope for the best yeah and then you have definitely seen the industry change as well oh all the time yeah. every day so so tell me why do you think there's such a resistance to having i don't want to say resistance because i don't know if there's structural mm-hmm. like uh shields or walls for this but why do you think it's such a male-dominated industry now that you've been for a few years? Yeah, well, I think it always has been. It started off that way. You know, there wasn't women salespeople. There wasn't women in the, you know, it was totally a male-dominating uh, industry. Yeah. And, you know, like everything else, it's taken time. And I'll be honest, I purchase, I mean, I lease and purchase cars. I have never had a female salesperson, sales manager, sales marketing department, anything. And I would have totally bought that car a little faster. And for me, that's sad because uh, I think women should take more advantage of being in this industry. Yeah. Um, we're trustworthy. We only want the best. Mm-hmm. Um, we're great workers. We're willing to do go that extra mile yeah. and really learn and understand the customer and to make it a more personal feeling to buy a car. You know, buying a car is very difficult. People are, you know, it's like going to the dentist. They don't want to go. Yeah. And I think that's how I could, you know, that's where my paths do relate. It's a very personal purchase. It's a very personal purchase, just like your house. And you should feel as good coming in as you do going out. And it can be that way. I just feel that um, you need to find the right place and the right people to get yeah. that experience. Yeah. There's so many dealers out there that, yeah, they may have 60 dealerships, they may have 10, but they're not going to be in that you know, they're not going to be yeah. in that dealership every day like myself. Yeah. Giving you that personal experience. Yeah. Awesome. You know, and that's what I try to really hone in on that we're a family. Yeah. Um I also want to touch a little bit on the and I think I might have um, gave the wrong context on this particular part of the conversation but what I meant with there's some parts that can be prepared for I didn't mean like you can prepare for a tragedy mm-hmm. but it's uh, certain stuff that can prepare for a business transition or for how do you think uh, things should flow after any passing mm-hmm. and obviously you had to learn through that Yeah. and what would you say are the couple of things that, that people especially in a business ownership position should be thinking of yeah, so I feel that, you know, if a married couple, if your husband owns the business or you, you know, or the wife owns the business, that the other spouse should be involved to some degree as far as, you know, how, you know, how the books are run, how day to day is run. So God forbid if that spouse um, happens to pass or have a tragedy that you can fill in that it's not going to skip a beat that something that you know you or your spouse has worked so hard for that it's a little bit more easier i i say this all the time uh to people there was no bible when my husband passed there was no book next to him saying okay this is what you should do and not being in the automotive world it's a different you know language and people need to understand that if you don't know it, you need to come down to their level, whatever type of business it is, yeah. you know? 
Yeah, I um, and so, so I remember. I mean, my parents used to just like uh, most of parents, uh, they would take me and my sister to their business when we were kids every mm-hmm. summer, etc. And that's first places I started working in the summer, yeah. and until. I became an adult, uh, probably in like mid twenties. I realized how important it was that I got to experience that, mm-hmm. uh, not not just from like getting a, a sense of how work ethics work, mm-hmm. but to just to know what my parents do exactly and how it functions, because there was some responsibility that comes with for being a family business. And uh, in our case, we lost the family business for that specific reason. There was no really a transition plan. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was no really a family agreement when the patriarch passes away or dis- or is not in the business right. anymore. And man, that caused a lot of trouble. Yeah, and we ha- obviously we had the same, um, you know, I had the same position as you guys did. The only thing that was di- is different is my son always wanted to go into that field always knew that mm-hmm. and did that help you stay in the business it helped yeah my ch- my children drove me to stay in it and the only downside was that my son was um into hockey he was a hockey player mm-hmm. so he traveled all over the the place and my daughter was a figure skater and she traveled all around the, the world as well so they didn't really have time to work because their sport was their full-time yeah, job. It's a, it's a job. You know? Um, so that's the only thing I think my son regrets, that he couldn't, you know, work there for years. So, yeah. But he is now, he's also going to uh, Northwood University, which is a school for automotive. Oh, cool. I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah. Okay. It's in Michigan. Uh, and Makes he's working. Sense. Yeah. And he's yeah. working with me this summer, so. Okay. How does it feel to have somebody in the family working with you? It's nice. Okay. It's, yeah, it's, it's great to you know come home and have conversation. Yeah. And, and uh, you know ex- have our experiences and okay. to let out our frustrations. <laughs> does your daughter have anything? Uh, she any may. Intro? She's um, a marketing major. Yep. So she may you know I'm trying to push her to do maybe become my personal yeah. website. I see. The website's everything now. You know yes. as you know. Yeah. Uh, website in, in your phone so you want to make sure that you have a good website yeah community the way you engage with your clients correct is, is just it's very important different. so that's yeah. awesome yeah. so you're kind of like bringing it full circle instead of making it something that was super hard at the beginning now it's becoming a little bit of a, a way to bit, interact yeah. and, and grow exactly. as a business yeah yeah so, so that sounds great um i i do want to also ask you a little bit of your peer group and uh, and in the sense of like who do you go for advice who do you talk to when I need to make a decision that is going to impact all my employees? Because as you say, yeah. there's not a lot of women in your position. No, not only are there not a lot of women in my position, but it's very difficult to trust everybody, uh, trust oh. people. Okay. And because being a woman and being a widow, there are a lot of people, a lot of other dealers out there that would love to buy my business. Okay. So I can see that. As far as talking to somebody around here, I don't. I belong to what's called a 20 group, which is 20 automotive dealers from around the United States. We each have the same, this happens to be the Hyundai 20 group, because I have a Hyundai uh, automotive uh, dealership. Hyundai, Kia, and Chevrolet. Hyundai, Kia, and correct, Chevy. So I go there and there are 20 guys that I can really count on, and they're really concerned. They want me to be successful. So they're always a phone call away, whether they're in California 
or Minneapolis yeah. or Florida or you know Atlanta, Georgia. I can call them up and you know, oh my gosh, I'm having a trouble. You know, I have a question. How should I do this or what should I do for this? So I cannot stress enough. That's a that, great support. Yeah, it, I I couldn't agree more with you. I cannot stress enough for business owners that are listening to this how important it is to have a peer group outside your regular people that are in the same situation but almost have like no emotions or gain or loss on your comments or decision Which making. Which is huge. It's, it's so important. Mm -hmm. And uh, what we have found through the Empower Women series is that women business owners tend to have a little bit of a hard time finding a trust group. Mm -hmm. And uh, hopefully this helps a little bit with our business owners and, and hopefully you get to meet uh, or spend time not just with Christine, but there's other business owners that are also dealing with same issues in yeah. just completely different industries and it helps a lot. Yeah, and, I think it's uh, real important to look outside your circle. What's um, and uh, and and I don't want to close. I mean, we could talk about forever. Uh, because I have a lot of questions. <laughs> But what's still your biggest challenge? Because now I can see you a little bit on the outside. Like you, you have, you're there. Mm -hmm. You are managing this business, and and now it's yours and it's growing. Yeah. But for, what's still a challenge? For me, um, the biggest challenge is employees because of unemployment rate is so low. Yeah. Employees. Uh, don't really want to work today yeah. and there's a lot of employees that just come and they just take advantage and then they move on to the next mm -hmm. uh, dealership or whatever half the employees that I let go aren't even in the industry today because they were let go for really good reasons and they know that they won't find their yeah. binky and their blanky were taken away and they don't want to face reality now so that is for me the biggest challenge if i had 10 more really good employees then you know it's all about the people i could sleep at night but believe yeah trying to find 10 good it's not easy at all hmm. what's um and I, i'm gonna ask the, and i don't tend to ask this question usually in podcasts but uh mm -hmm. what do you do for fun Well, because and the reason why I'm asking is it's important. It's because yeah. a lot of people, uh, from my observation, that jump into suddenly being, wow, I need to now start managing this business. The business becomes their life. Yeah, and it and it really did. Prior to my husband's um, passing, I was playing tennis like four times a week. Oh, yeah. Um, being on two different tennis teams, traveling yeah. with my daughter. She was an international figure skater. So. You know, guys, I promise I did not know she played tennis. So I'm a tennis player. Like, Are you? Yeah, big time. So oh, I'm like, wow. I promise I did not know this. Oh my like, god, that's totally, funny. It's a total coincidence. Like, coincidence. Yeah. yeah. So I gave all that up. Um, okay. And a year and a half ago, I said I need to do something for myself. Yeah. And so I started getting back into it. Cool. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, we should bring it to. Like, maybe I can find an invitation for Longwood or something. You yeah. Can come and play. Yeah, that's awesome. Well. Uh, Thank you so much for, for spending the time, not just with me today, with, with all the women that came mm -hmm. today. Uh, we will definitely be passing your story to as many people as we can. Um, it's such an inspiration. And uh, I, I want to say a lot of people can learn from your story, not just on the motivational side, but also like the finance side, but also the legal side, but also the family side. There's mm -hmm. so many aspects to your story. And I know we also didn't talk about, uh, I think your daughter had an accident. And, yep. and and that was like in the middle of everything. That was the middle. And then my son was shipped to Canada. Yeah. Oh, so it's like there was so craziness. many family dynamics yeah. that, that didn't allow you to be fully rested at home. And, and you still had to manage this business. So. Yeah. Unfortunately, every time you would, 
I I always told people it's like being in a boxing ring. Every time people would go, oh, yeah, she's down for the count. I come back up fighting. There so, you go. I like that. Let's high five for that. <laughs> yes. Well, thank you so much for your time, Suzanne. And uh, thank you. Yeah, no. And uh, until next time, for those listening, we're definitely gonna give the information of the Pride Auto Group. It's gonna be on our show notes. If you wanna reach out to her, you can certainly reach out to her. And uh, and and until next time, uh, thank you and have a good day. Thank you.